Hello and welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. I'm Frank Days, your host. We started this podcast as a place where marketers can discuss, debate, and learn about the ways that people are adapting the principles of agile project management to meet the needs of an increasingly social and real-time world. Before we meet the guests today, I'd like to say hi to my podcast co-host, John Cast. John, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm very well, Frank. How about yourself? Doing well. I bet you're probably glad that you've made that great move down to North Carolina after all the tremendous weather we've had here in Boston. Oh, indeed. it's uh, It's been wonderful down here in uh, Greensboro. And uh, although I do miss uh, shoveling all that snow. No, not really. But... <laughs> Well, it's been it's been pretty crazy, and that's one thing that's kind of kept us off the podcast trail last weekend. I think we've had, at least for my kids' school, we've had one snow day a week here, so it's been one of those things that kind of gets in the way of podcasting. We're trying a new experiment. Uh, we're actually recording this on a, a Tuesday night here in Boston with our guest, who's gracious enough to, to join us uh, in the evening. So, so let's just jump into the show tonight. So f- for many companies, the agency plays really a big part in the way that programs are created and executed and strategies are crafted. Today, we're going to look at how agile marketing affects the people who work at agencies. And so our guest is a friend and a colleague and someone I've worked with in the past, Pretty, I work with currently pretty extensively in my time here at Novell, uh, Matt McGee, who's the Vice President of Digital Strategy at PJA Advertising in Cambridge. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Thanks, Frank. I'm really glad, glad to be here. Great. Well, why don't we jump in? Um, as we talk Agile, you know, you and I, I did some work with you probably, I think, starting almost two years ago, talking Agile, and we did some experimentation at, at PJA. But can you share some of, the, some of the ways that you've applied Agile project management at PJA and beyond? Sure, I'd love to. I mean, the first way really is a project you're, of course, really familiar with, Frank, because we worked on it together. And um, I really credit you with bringing in some, you know, discreetly agile kinds of approaches. And this was a project where we um, we actually used a sprint approach to establish a client's social media presence and get it going. Um, so we did two week sprints with, you know, really worked on having achievable goals that were delegated out. We did uh, quick morning status meetings to, you know, focus on status um, and real task management. And um, I think that was uh, that was definitely an interesting approach. And we've used it since um, on some similar projects. I'd say a couple other areas um, that you might be less familiar with, Frank, um, just personally with uh, working with us, but are, um, we've taken a more agile approach to developing um, some technology-based tactics, like mobile sites, for example, where we will often um, really focus on quick definition of very achievable scope. Uh, we'll use design-build approaches where we're prototyping in code as opposed to designing and then waterfalling into development. Um, and in fact, in one of those cases, we even our very first presentation to a client of design work was an almost fully developed mobile site. Um, so that's very different for us. Um, and I would say we're also starting to behave um, in a more agile way about some of our banner advertising campaigns, where um, in particular self-service advertising models like Facebook's make it so easy to get into market quickly with multiple versions of things and then kill or you know underperforming versions or optimize or iterate things that are starting to work on almost a daily basis so you can see how that would drive you toward a more agile approach that's interesting because you know one of the things we've heard quite a bit on the podcast from our guests uh, has been the agile approaches in in more of the interactive domains, uh, people rolling out, whether it's microsites or uh, 
programs that have a, a high digital content to them. You know, that that really resonates with me. I think there, there are some real reasons why it's taking hold in digital as opposed to the more traditional media. So how are your clients been involved in this? Do they... Are they actively involved in the sprints? Are they aware that you're actually running Agile? Or is it something that they just see a better end product or a faster end product? Well, you know, I would say the client role and how the client reacts is is a clear sort of critical success factor so far. And it hasn't always worked for us. I would say that um, in some cases, um, clients really aren't actually ready for or comfortable with the idea of a process that's inherently um, meant to be flexible and have change built into it. And the, the idea that you're going to try something and put it out and it might not work and you're going to learn from it and iterate on it. Some clients are, are game for that and some clients absolutely aren't. That's interesting. Um, so you're saying sometimes the clients are not ready for it. What, what are the alternatives of what they're looking for then when they're in these situations where it's not necessarily working for them? Well, I think one example is actually the very traditional approach to creative development mm -hmm. in, a, in advertising and marketing, which is that you're gonna um, you're gonna take a long time to develop a bunch of uh, a few different conceptual approaches. You're gonna have multiple meetings where you're gonna show those approaches to people, and there are gonna be approval processes, and you're gonna iterate and iterate on the creative. Um, and then you're going to go waterfalling into the next step and actually spend the money to develop something and then launch it and really bet on something that everybody feels is safe. And um, you can see how that, that doesn't really jibe with an agile approach that is going to take advantage of the idea of, hey, let's, um, let's spend less time going cycles around and around at, on one step in this process. And rather, let's, let's move really quickly to something that we can actually launch and learn from. Well, that's always been my challenge in working with agencies because I mean, my really the only agency experience I've had in my life was doing some freelance work for PJA. It was interesting being on the agency side for the first time where I sat here and my, my mental cash register starts ringing in my head as there's a, a meeting to discuss the creative brief and a meeting to brainstorm and a meeting to pitch. And I sit here thinking, wow, we spent all this time, money, and hours, and we still really haven't even written the first line of code or built the first piece of real true creative that we can deploy in the field. Oh, it's true that that can really happen, you know, and and I think there are there are cases where you know that may pay off. That in fact, um, spending that much time up front may be um, at least eighty percent necessary, um, but it depends on the size of the project, maybe, and also some of the cultural aspects. You know, I think with marketing, you know. Um, even even for stuff that feels like it, it's all about speed, there can be real political aspects to, to getting a successful campaign launched. And it really is about building consensus internally and externally before you move too quickly. Um, so, so sometimes that comes into play, I think. One of the core tenets of Agile is trying to push the power down and the decision-making down into an organization. That, you know, that, that, that scrum, that team that's trying to build a product is making the decision is less meddling from above uh-huh has that been a barrier for you in the past you know i would say um you know i was thinking about you know where where does agile really sort of maybe force some cultural change for agencies and one place that relates to what you were talking about is um there's definitely an agency sort of understanding or expectation around approval hierarchies mm -hmm. you know 
you know, and to put that more directly, you know, for example, there's there's sort of an expectation that the way creative is going to work is there's going to you're going to have teams of people working toward a big conceptual presentation with an executive creative director or some form of agency leadership. Yeah. And and before anything moves to the next step, that might become more executional. You know, that's really the tradition. It's like an old school stage gate kind of thing in a product development that there's someone. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that that's it is old school and and I think, you know, it that that kind of stuff doesn't just quickly go away because there are reasons those 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 processes were set, were set up. You know, they weren't all malicious. It was it wasn't somebody just trying to slow things down. There. And so it takes a little while to figure out which projects don't really need that, you know, and and when when does it actually benefit us to to loosen the reins of that kind of centralized approval process mm-hmm. and push and delegate more decision making and action authority um, down into the levels of the doers, you know, and let them just get it, get things out into the market without going through these all this hand wringing. And, and I guess with all the digital information we have, we can push the you know the, the marketplace ultimately can dictate success or failure. Yeah, John, you had a question. Yeah, um, I was wondering, Matt, um, in in talking about that process, um, I suppose in early days when you're working with clients and trying to decide whether to go waterfall or or agile, how do you how do you open the conversation um, to uh, to approach a project using agile with a client? Well, you know, I I think there are, uh, there are a couple of strategies to use. One is to um, I think uh, one is actually not not to make a big deal, believe it or not, about hey we're about to use this agile sort of approach and and sort of raise a flag like hey things are going to work different and you need to pay attention to this, but instead to talk about the the benefits of agile which are faster you know and learning and iteration and those are those ideas if if we were to just say to a client look we're we've got a project approach here our here's our schedule and and aren't you surprised at how fast it is and we've built in iteration and learning and you know here's why that really makes sense and why it makes sense to say launch a pilot version of this and then iterate on it and and or maybe start with the soft launch and go to something bigger based on our learning um there's often a lot of receptivity to that. So you're using words besides that, maybe using the over the overused word ad- agility, which is thrown around by a lot of marketing executives, but you're actually not going down the agile road, which might scare them away and using words like test, prototype, get to market quicker. You know, not yeah. using you start using the the jargon like scrum and sprint planning and stuff like that. Maybe it actually would scare them off. I I, I I'd say something, you know, you ha- it's a judgment call every time. We actually work with a lot of clients who are in the technology mm-hmm. sector, as you know, Frank. So, you know, using those kinds of words could work to your advantage, actually. But um, maybe not so with sort of more traditional marketing people. So how do you, you know, culture has always been a, has been a, a yet another recurring conversation that we've had here on, the, on our podcast that – People were brought up in marketing version 1.0 or marketing version 2.0 and then moved into web 1.0. How do you move people or how do you – I always start to think of marketers, particularly agency folks, as artisans in the best sense of the word, that these are highly skilled, creative people, really talented, really thoughtful, can also be creatures of habit. They went through their guild system, which was – you know I. 
I paid my dues doing internships at an agency, and then I was the low man on the totem pole working all weekend every weekend to learn it, and then they honed their craft. And then now we're coming in with this new management model that tells them, sorry, you're not going to get a creative brief, and sorry, you're not going to build a wireframe and necessarily, and you're just going to build it. How do you get pat people over that hump? You know, it's a, it's a good question. You know, I'd, I'd actually start by saying that um, the creatives in particular, I think, are, are some of the most, some of the smartest people in the agency um, in terms of their ability to actually embrace some agile principles. Principles, And you're right, there are habits or there's, there's sort of ways you might have been schooled that seem antithetical to, to agile. But in fact, you know, I think I, I came up through the creative side and I think creatives actually are constantly being hit with changing requirements. Mm -hmm. You know, creatives are actually, you know, they're used to being in this place where you've got to really quickly come up with something um, and you don't have a lot of time and you've got it's got to be really ingenious and you've got to be creative not only about your outcome, but about how you get there in a very short period of time. Um, and you know that sounds a lot like agile mm -hmm. to me. So I think that um, I think that that actually you know creatives, for example, are ripe for this. Um, I'd also say that you know like agencies in general are ripe for it because um, the truth is the there's so much pressure already on the culture of agencies right now to do things faster, um, to get into market and with ex in experimental ways. You know, there. I was thinking about. You know, it's funny where I where I see the real opportunities around agile are really around, as you said, Frank, these new digital um, applications of marketing, in part because they really are very much about speed, and there is this sense of like you need to get out and experiment. You need to try things that you might not have done before. Um, so culturally, I think that opens the door to this idea of like, hey, we we have to get going. We might not have defined the the entire kind of brief that we've usually had before, um, and we're not going to do this giant sort of march to a one giant campaign launch and then just wait and see how it. Well, does. that one giant spreadsheet schedule that is constantly out of date and constantly being refreshed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And and the truth is, you know, in the agency world, you can you never get to rely on that one giant spreadsheet schedule. At least in my experience in in the agency world, that's never really been able you've never really been able to rely so on that. So one of my personal thoughts about the way agencies work with companies is is around questions is always around create the creative brief. Because the creative brief is oftentimes is the thing that you spend a lot of time on at the beginning of the project trying to define what you're going to do. And hopefully will add a lot of value, but in the end of the day ends up going out of date and doesn't truly reflect. How do you, my thought on that was the creative brief oftentimes seemed to be more in the interest of the agency than the client. And I know that's not completely true because I think some clients like the idea of believing they have some certainty that they're, I'm actually, I can scope it and I'm paying for this discrete block of work. How do you forge a closer relationship, a tighter partnership, a more trusting relationship? So you can really fly without a safety net. I mean, you know, that's the mixed metaphor there, but you walk the tightrope without a safety net, right. which is really going without a creative brief or going with a really, really minimal creative brief. Well, I do think you've hit on something there. Like, I, I think, you know, a, a question your question brings up is, well, what do you mean by creative brief? 
and I don't say that to just sort of avoid <laughs> the issue, but rather like that's actually, I think that's a point of real evolution right now in agencies. You know, so if you mean creative brief in the sense of like, this is this giant document that's going to figure it all out ahead of time. And it's going to kick off a waterfall process that can't be flexible, that can never iterate back on itself, that can never yeah. learn, you know. Um, and so it's sort of like it's just marching on and, and, and nobody gets, you know, the brief as a kind of like cement shoes. Um, I, I think more and more agencies are finding that kind of approach, approach to a brief to be really antiquated. And the fact is, like, I personally tend to prefer briefs that are actually used as more like, you know, a really concise statement of objectives, um, you know, and audience insights that actually matter, you know, to what we're trying to achieve, not just everything we know. Um, a real concise sense of this is our strategy and, and maybe, you know, the real mandatories that matter. You know, there really are. And that's it. And then let that be a foundation for actually a successful agile process that then gets to be very flexible and iterative about how do I react to the, that. So process. you're talking about in the spirit of Dove Sideman, a principled-based approach rather than a rules-based approach? Um, I would I would say that, I guess. I guess I would use more of like sort of, you know, is it uh, is it an algorithm or, or a heuristic? You know, are, are you setting out... Um, are you trying to sort of define the world or are you actually trying to um, sort of define a playing field, I guess would be the way I'd put it. And I think good creative briefs are briefer. Mm -hmm. Good creative briefs are more about strategy and less about tactics. I like that. And, yeah. So that in my mind, that actually sets you up for a really successful agile process because I, I do think, you know, creative and, and everything we do does actually respond very well to at least some sense of constraint. That's an interesting perspective. That's, that's, that's my an interesting philosophy. perspective on the creative brief. I had never quite thought of it that way, but I guess the word brief is in there, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It feels like over time it's very easy to forget that, right? I mean, I'm sure you've seen that in your experience too, where the creative briefs can get larger and larger and larger, um, which might be a great, you know, a great uh, signal that you're you're going in the wrong. You're really growing away from an agile kind of process right there. Um, if, if you're just spending a lot of time on the brief, you know, and people are just adding paragraphs of more copy of, um, you know, more ideas to the brief. When in fact, the, the, one of the beauties, I guess, of Agile is having it time bound. So you can't really keep piling on because you've kind of made a conscious decision that this block of work happens in this, this block of time. So what about things? I mean, there are so many processes in an agency that are really predictable. I mean, turn the crank, uh, creating a print advertisement. Um, John John and I have talked about this with, uh, with some folks, I think even last week, on last week's podcast, we were talking a lot about direct mail, fairly mm -hmm. predictable processes where the time windows are, are known. You're buying media in a really narrow band. You're buying lists in a real t specific time window. I mean, is there a place, it, will there always be a place for waterfall, waterfall in agencies? Well, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, my understanding and sense of Agile is that, you know, there are people who will say, like, Agile seems to, you know, apply way better in places where there really is a sense of um, changing requirements mm -hmm. and unknowns. And in, their, in cases like, say, a construction project where, like, the knowns are actually pretty well known, you know, and you're not going to experiment a whole lot with, like, you know, is the foundation going to hold? Um you know, you pr an agile process might not be the right way to go. Um, 
I definitely think in my experience, you know, those sort of tried and true areas of marketing and advertising, like direct mail or, you know, typical print advertising, um, you know, those aren't the places that are really like screaming out for agile. Yeah. But but the new things, like I would say, you know, new banner technologies that company like companies like I Wonder are cre- are creating, where they're just built for iteration and optimization in in a really affordable way, or um, social media efforts that are actually, you know, the real opportunities in social often are about speed and delegation to empowered voices and decision makers, as you mm-hmm. know you know within a company you know those just they're inherently sort of fertile ground for agile just just the way we're talking about them right now um i think another place too is mobile actually that um there's a way that you know mobiles we're still experimenting with mobile here but you know the mobile is actually a really constrained medium where um you know you don't have a lot of room for content and size and creative and in mobile advertising and it really biases you toward getting to market with a lot more smaller tactics faster mm-hmm. um, and not and it encourages you not to dwell a long time on sort of you know the the creative and the development process but rather to execute and execute and execute and optimize and so those are the areas where i think it's we're way more likely to see agile take hold Matt, I was intrigued when you had mentioned earlier in the conversation that you had actually developed a, a mobile app even before you'd given the initial presentation. Uh, can you give us more details about that? I was, that sounded like an interesting story. Oh, sure. You know, and it, and I'll and I'll admit too, it was a very interesting story for us as it happened <laughs> because we're not used to acting that way. But this was uh, we were developing the a mobile site, a mobile version of a campaign microsite for one of our major clients, and um, and I would say it was interesting. This the relationship with this client was close to ideal, in that um, they had a lot of trust. There was just a ton of trust with us, so we we felt like we could take some chances and do do things some different ways. We had proposed. Uh, the mo- the idea of the mobile site to them and we really t- we took a design build approach to this as well as in sort of a uh, in in many ways an agile management project management approach um and we really pushed to create a, a high fidelity prototype as quickly as possible and um and that became our we somewhere along the way it even became clear to us that we didn't need to show design comps to the client that we could we'd all be better off if we just went ahead and built um, and designed in code as opposed to designing in Photoshop. Um, And it worked extremely well because I think um, we knew enough about what we were trying to achieve that we felt confident about it. And we had the relationship with the client where they didn't feel like we had gone way ahead of them. They, They were really pleased with what they saw and they were happy to have it sooner. Well, it certainly feels like we're in an era right now where there are more new things to test and try and think about. I was listening to National Public Radio over the weekend, and there was, a, or actually this morning, a story about one of the insurance companies testing a a blimp, you know, as an advertise blimp within Farmville as an advertising mechanism, and I think they got something like 500,000 blimps that were out there with their with their logo on it and I think these things are so can be so speculative for just about any brand that you it seems like more more than ever we need to test before we invest in the degrees of certainty around these media particularly these new media is so great that we're kind of in a situation where we really need to think think about these things at a great level 
I, I think that's true. I mean, even that that mobile site example I was talking about, we didn't start out the the you know we launched a really large integrated campaign for this client that you know lasted for a year, and um, we didn't start out planning to do the mobile version of the site. We actually reacted to the fact that our microsite was getting so many hits from mobile devices. We realized, hey, wait a minute, we need this. So there were, there's there's a little bit of a lesson in that too. You know, the brief hadn't originally. Sp- specified that we were going to do a mobile site and it and it's good that we were in a position where we could sort of react and say hey let's invest in this because we actually already see a demand for it great great well matt thank you so much for joining us tonight on the podcast this was really great it's always amazing to hear the stories of things that you know we worked on a couple of years ago and how you guys have gone really to the next level with some of these things well i have to give you uh, Frank, some credit on that, and also I want to mention Doug Reynolds, who's um, you know very involved in production and and project management at PJ, and he's really embraced a lot of the agile. Great. Approaches. Well, I, just before we take off, I wanted to just Matt see if you wanted to give a shout out to anything anything that's going on that's new and fresh and exciting at PJA. Um, I would say um, you know one thing for us, you're familiar with this, but we're definitely doing some new experimenting with content curation. Um, and trying that out in terms of uh, forms of using aggregated third-party content in marketing um, tactics, and that that can involve social media and other forms of content as well. So um, I'm excited about some of the stuff we're doing in that. Great. Regard. Well, again, again uh, Matt, on behalf of John and myself, we'd like to thank you for being here. Again, you're listening to the Marketing Agility Podcast. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, please stay tuned on John's blog, which is pr.typepad.com. Uh, also, we've created a new group on Quora if you'd like to join the conversation. I guess it's all about Quora these days, Matt, right? Oh, I hope you're following me on Quora. <laughs> I think we've been connected because Twitter connects everyone <laughs> to everyone. And finally, the podcast, yeah. the Marketing Agility podcast, is available on iTunes. You can check it out on iTunes, or we do post it regularly on agilemarketingblog.com. Again, on behalf of myself, Frank Days, and John Cast, thank you for joining the Marketing Agility podcast, and have a great day. 